Turned off by traditional religious beliefs about God, Shane Pittman pursued the paranormal in a search for the unknown. This search led him to question everything and ultimately started to doubt the existence of a creator. Being at the doorstep of atheism, he still had a thirst for knowledge and was determined to discover the truth of the world around him. What he didn't expect was an encounter with God himself. Welcome to the Secret Refuge Podcast with your host, former paranormal expert, Shane Pittman. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for listening to the Secret Refuge Podcast. I'm your host, Shane Pittman. And today, the title of this show is called Stop Trying to See in the Dark. It's impossible. It's impossible to see in the dark, and you know that. Here in the natural world, you can't really get around, you can't really function in the way that you need to unless you turn on a light or unless you have a light source, something to guide you, something to guide you along your way. But if you don't have that light, then that's where the problems come in. So I really want to jump into the show and talk about that because I believe God really wants us to know more about this subject and he really wants us to come to an understanding of it. But before I do, I want to let everybody know to go to a historywithgod.org, click on the podcast network tab, and from there you will see a, the Who's Your Daddy podcast network. There are so many podcasts for every day of the week there that will encourage you with your walk with God. They are led by fantastic people, fantastic hosts that love the Lord and want to encourage you and want you to learn more about him. So please go check that network out. It's awesome. I'm thankful to be a part of this network that Frank and Christina set up with the History with God Ministries. So go check it out. You'll be really blessed and encouraged, and it's really awesome. So go check it out. I want to jump right into the show here because God's been dealing with me for a while now about this very subject. It's a touchy subject for a lot of people. Especially in today's culture, people want to be more lenient with things and they want to say, oh, it's cool, it's cool. And to a degree, I mean, God's grace is sufficient. God is gracious and merciful. I don't disagree with that whatsoever. But at the same time, we've got to know some things here. I want to read from the Word of God, John chapter 3. And it's talking about a man named Nicodemus. He's a Jewish religious leader. And he went to Jesus one night and started a conversation with him. And we're going to start there. John chapter 3, verse 1. There was a man named Nicodemus, a Jewish religious leader who was a Pharisee. After dark one evening, he came to speak with Jesus. Now, why was it after dark? Pharisees, as you know, really were against Jesus. They didn't like what he was doing. They didn't like what he stood for. And it was frowned upon if you were to speak to this heretic, what a lot of people thought was a man that was blasphemous and a heretic. So that's why he went to visit Jesus at night. Normally, if you saw the Pharisees addressing Jesus, it was in groups and it was during the day where everybody could see them because the Pharisees operated that way. They wanted to be seen. They wanted their works and everything to be seen out in the open so they could be praised by by man more than by God, of course. So that's why this man, Nicodemus, came to Jesus at night. And Nicodemus said, Rabbi, which means teacher. He said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. 
your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. What do you mean? exclaimed Nicodemus. How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the Spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it wants. Just as you can hear the wind but can't tell where it comes from or where it is going, so you can't explain how people are born of the Spirit. How are these things possible? Nicodemus asked. Jesus replied, You are a respected Jewish teacher, and yet you don't understand these things? I assure you, we tell you what we know and have seen, and yet you won't believe our testimony. But if you don't believe me when I tell you about earthly things, how can you possibly believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ever gone to heaven and returned. But the Son of Man has come down from heaven. And as Moses lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. And now here we are at the famous verse that everybody even a non-Christian knows, because they've heard it before, most likely. Okay, So it's, For God loved the world so much that He gave His one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. God sent His Son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through Him. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in Him. But anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only Son. Now, this is where he goes into it a little deeper and explains what he means by that. So, let's pay close attention to verse 19. And the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world, but people loved the darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. This is very important. Verse 20. This is something that a lot of preachers and and a lot of different people, they don't want to address this too much anymore. But it's the word of God. And it's something that we really need to pay attention to. These are the words of Jesus himself. These words, this is something that we really need to pay attention to. Verse 20. All who do evil hate the light. And refuse to go near it for fear their sins will be exposed. But those who do what is right come to the light so others can see that they are doing what God wants. Now I hear people saying all the time, guys, that God sends people to hell. And why why would a good God send people to hell? He doesn't send people to hell. This is something we really have to understand. With the verses that I just read in John 3, it's all the way to verse 21. He does not send people to hell. People choose darkness rather than light. He loves us so much that he gave his son. He gave the light. He gave the answer. He gave what he needed to do. But he's clear in his word, and we have to be open to accepting it no matter how we feel. No matter what we feel about it, no matter how liberal we are on a, on a lot of things or conservative about a lot of things, the word of God is clear, and we have really got to pay attention to it. Let's look at 2 Timothy Chapter 3. 
Okay, and I've read this verse before on previous podcasts, but I'm going to read it again. And I want you to just sit back and think, do you fit this description at all? Second Timothy chapter three, verse two, for people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God. Okay, so, so far, I guarantee a lot of people that are listening right now, it's like, hey, that's not me at all. That's not me. But let's continue disobedient to their parents. You know, some of you may not have your parents anymore. Some of you may, and you may be adults, and you may still be disobedient. You may still be disrespectful to your parents. Do you fit into this description at all? Like I said, disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. Do you operate that way? Are you unloving to certain people? that you know you have a hard time dealing with are you unforgiving to them because you've given them chance after chance but they don't listen but yet you find it hard to keep forgiving them are you unforgiving do you follow you know 70 times 7 forgiveness rule <laughs> forgive 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 over and over again as Jesus commanded do we do that do we slander other people do we gossip do we get around a group of people and talk about other people, other people that, mind you, are God's creation, whom he loves? Do we do that? Do we have self-control over things? Verse 3, the end part, they will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride. Do you have a hard time with pride? They would love pleasure rather than God. See, this is this is the issue that God's really been dealing with me. There's nothing wrong with money. There's nothing wrong with pleasure. There's nothing wrong with any of these things. It becomes an issue whenever we love those things and we put those top priority over God, over everything else. Make no mistake about it. In the Ten Commandments, whenever he said, you will have no other gods before me, he wasn't just talking about idols and brazen images or anything like that. He was talking about anything that is put over him that we make gods, that we make to have some sort of importance and some sort of value, which could be money, sexual immorality. It could be all of these different things. Anything that we put above God is an idol. It's something that we're considering more powerful than God, more important than God. All right, Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 5. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that can make them godly. Now, would they reject it willingly? No, I don't think so. They put on a form of godliness. I really believe that they feel like they're doing the right thing, but they're not. Why? They're unloving. They're unforgiving. They slander people. They have no self-control. That's why. Because they are loving darkness more than the light. Now we're starting to see a pattern. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that can make them godly. Stay away from people like that. Now, let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 30. The Lord was laying out a covenant to the people of Israel through Moses. Okay, so this is what Deuteronomy 30 is all about. It was a lasting covenant that resonates today. So Deuteronomy 30 verse 15. Now listen. This is the Lord speaking, by the way. Now listen. Today... I am giving you a choice between life and death, between prosperity and disaster. For I command you this day to love the Lord your God and keep his commandments, decrees, and regulations by walking in his ways. 
If you do this, you will live and multiply, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are about to enter and occupy. Let's pay attention to this next part. But if your heart turns away and you refuse to listen, and if you are drawn away to serve and worship other gods, then I warn you now that you will certainly be destroyed. You will not live a long good life in the land you are crossing the Jordan to occupy. Today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. You can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying him and committing yourself firmly to him. This is the key to your life. And if you love and obey the Lord, you will live long in the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now you may say, oh Shane, that's Old Testament. Jesus came and made a sacrifice. Yes, he did. But there's still people that are going to spend eternal separation away from him. Yeah, they are. This is something we really got to think about. Jesus paid the price. He took care of sin. He took care of hell, death, the grave. He did it all. He absolutely did everything. But if we choose to love darkness much more than the light, much more than God, if we choose the world over God, do you really think that you will have a relationship with him that is worthy of you spending eternity with him? You can say, well, Shane, I said a prayer and Jesus came into my life. Anybody can say, hey, you know what? I'm Superman. I can fly. You can say that for your entire life. It doesn't mean it's true. But if you said, or you came to me and said, hey, Shane, I'm Superman. I can fly. I can do all these things. And you actually did it and you showed me. Then I'd be like, okay, okay, yeah. That's why the Bible says many will say in that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not do all of these signs and wonders in your name? And he will say, depart from me. Depart from me. I never knew you. You know why? Because you were spending too much time in darkness rather than the light. Stop trying to see in the dark. There may be many of you out there that claim to love God, but your actions prove otherwise. Now, faith without works is dead. Works won't get you into heaven. But you've got to understand something. The Bible also tells us that you will know them by their fruits. What does that mean? Whenever somebody is filled with the Spirit of God, you will see the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness. You will see the opposite of what I said or what I read in 2 Timothy chapter 3. You will see the opposite of that. The Bible also says to love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. On those two laws hang all of the law of the prophets. Do you know what that means? That means if you love the Lord and you love other people, then all of the other commandments are easy to obey. You won't steal from people. You won't kill them. You won't covet what they have. Why? Because you love them. You love them with the love that God has for all of us. And I don't want this particular show to be one that says, oh, it's a fire and brimstone type message that I'm trying to portray here. It's not. But at the same time, I want to say what the Word of God says. I don't want to pick apart anything and try to make it fit 
into what I feel is comfortable for me. Because whenever I do that, there's a false gospel that goes out. Now, the good news is that Christ came, died, rose again, paid the price for all of our sin, for everything that we would ever go through, made it to where we could be the righteousness of God in Him, that we could be prosperous, that we can live in health, all of these things. But if you choose darkness more than the light, you will reap the fruits of darkness. Do you want to be one of those ones that says, Lord, Lord, did I not do all of these things in your name? And him say with probably tears in his eyes, depart from me. Do you want to be that person? I sure don't. And the reason why I'm talking to all of you like this is because he's been dealing with me about this. There's been some choices that I've had to make lately because of my transformation, because of what God's done in my life that is uncomfortable. There's some friends that I have that, you know, me hanging out with them on a, on a regular basis, it could damage me. It could make me fall away like I did once before. It could really mess me up. I love my friends and I'm going to be there for my friends. But you have to come to an understanding. We have to come to an understanding that if we don't put God above everything in our lives, then that means he's number two or number three or number four. And he's not the top priority. And most times you will see the evidence of that in people's lives whenever they do not put God first. We can venture to say for a second, and it's quite possible that's why the Bible says, narrow is the way, narrow is the gate that leads to life, and wide is the way that leads to destruction or to separation from God. Narrow is the way. Jesus is the only way, guys. You know, and I know some of these are kind of hard on the ears a little bit, and it was for me too, but it has to be said. If you're trying to see in the dark and you're not relying on light to guide your way, destruction follows. Separation follows. Yes, even if you've said a prayer. Because like I told you earlier, you can say things all day long. But the fruits of your words, actions speak louder, right? Your works won't get you into heaven, but they will absolutely show people what kind of person you are. Your actions will show what kind of character you have. If you're a child of God, your actions will reflect that. If you're a child of Satan, your actions will reflect that. As harsh as that sounds. Now, does everybody have the righteousness of God available to them? You are absolutely right. They do. Anybody. God's not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. But don't be the one that's trying to walk around in darkness with a false sense of security that think you have the light, but you're still stumbling around in this world and not knowing your authority, not knowing that you're the righteousness of God. Think about this for a minute. Could that be the reason why we're not walking into hospital rooms and healing the sick with the authority of Christ? with the authority that God's given us? Could that be one of the reasons? It's because we're stumbling around trying to find our own way in the dark. We're trying to see in the dark. Think about it. I've been asking people this all the time. Why can't we just walk by people that are sick and with the power of the Holy Spirit that is supposed to be in us, why isn't it healing the sick? 
Why aren't we raising the dead? We've got an issue here. I think we need to stop putting things above God and we need to make him the number one priority. And if he's not number one, then we've already messed up. And it could be with anything in your life that puts him at number two or below, we've already messed up. And we're deciding to choose that thing above him, which means we're deciding to choose darkness rather than light. So guys, I know it's a, it's a little harsh show today, but I really feel that God wants us to understand this. It's a very fundamental thing that the Bible teaches us, but I think sometimes we forget it and we need to be reminded of it. But I do want to let you all know, and I know this for certain because he's shown me this, he loves us more than anything. And he doesn't desire us to be walking around in the dark. He doesn't want us to see in the dark. And that's why he sent his son to die and to pay the price so that we would have a light source, that we would have a direct contact with our Father God. So we have a choice today. He sets before us life and death, light and darkness, blessing and cursing. Which one are you going to choose? But thank you guys for listening. You guys are awesome. We are now on iTunes. So go check us out there. You can go to us, the Secret Refuge podcast on Facebook and check us out there. Visit us on our website, secretrefugepodcast.com. And until the next episode, stay blessed, guys. You've been listening to the Secret Refuge podcast with Shane Pittman. Visit us online at secretrefugepodcast.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash secretrefuge. And be sure to leave Shane questions and reviews to be read on upcoming episodes of Secret Refuge. Stay blessed. Secret Refuge is part of the Who's Your Daddy podcast network and is produced by A History with God Ministries. A History with God.org.